This is Money Talking from WNYC. I'm Charlie Herman. President Trump has been in office for nearly a year and a half. And in that time, he has pushed through several new economic policies while proposing many others. While it's still early and many of his plans are still in the negotiation stage, some businesses and individuals say the policies are already having an effect. With several primaries behind us and many more to come before the midterm elections this fall, how much are Trump's economic policies likely to influence people's decisions in the voting booth? With me to talk about this is James Homan, national political correspondent for The Washington Post, who recently wrote about some of Trump's key policies and voters. James, thanks so much. Great to be with you, Charlie. So let's walk through a couple of these. First, China. There has been a lot of back and forth on tariffs and trade talks with that country. Can you summarize where things stand right now? Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin announced over the weekend that we're putting the trade war on hold. And that followed a few weeks of pretty intense negotiations and shadow boxing between Beijing and Washington. Trump announced that he was going to put in place these huge tariffs that would have a pretty significant impact on the global economy. The markets freaked out. And then they started to water them down, tone them down a little bit. And so a lot of times there's more bark than bite with these big policy announcements. But there's also still a real chance that the policies could be put into effect down the road. And there are, it seems, new threats every day. The latest is Trump officially saying that he's looking at slapping a 25% import tariff on any new cars. But that's, at this point, just a threat. So next, let's look at Iran. Earlier this month, President Trump made a really big decision about that country. I am announcing today that the United States will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. So this is obviously a huge foreign policy decision, but there are also economic consequences because of sanctions that were part of the nuclear deal. How is this going to play out? Yeah, so Iran is a huge economy, and welcoming it into the world community was going to pay dividends for a lot of American companies. One company, for example, was Boeing, which got tens of billions of dollars in contracts with Iranian commercial airliners to give them more planes. So when Trump pulled out of the Iran deal, put in place the sanctions that existed before 2015, those orders had to get canceled. And those are planes that aren't going to get built. But it's not just Boeing. A lot of other companies had hoped to do business with Iran, including, by the way, agricultural businesses. So the sanctions go back into place, but only for the U.S. So a lot of European companies could keep doing business with Iran. Exactly. And that's something that's really frustrating to the business community. A lot of the major business groups in the U.S., they want to have a good relationship with the White House. They want an entree to Trump. They think that him rolling back regulations in most cases has been good, but he's someone who gets criticism under his skin so easily that they're afraid to really speak out when something like the Iran deal happens and it has a negative impact on companies' bottom lines. Okay, let's look at immigration now. How is the approach that this administration is taking to this issue affecting how businesses are operating? Yeah, it is making it harder to get labor. And there are examples of that big and small, the crackdown on the border. But in one case, there's a landscaper in Kentucky who was a strong Trump supporter, small business guy. He is saying that he might go out of business because he can't get visas anymore to hire foreign workers. And he's incredibly frustrated because he feels betrayed. And he notes that Trump is able to get these visas for Mar-a-Lago and his properties in Florida, but he's not able to get them in Kentucky. Other businesses, including in the agricultural space, also really frustrated in some ways that Trump is simply following through on what he promised during the campaign. 
Now, on tax cuts, a lot of businesses were very happy with what they saw going through Congress last year. How is that trickling out, and are people still as enthusiastic about them? So Republicans said they were going to run on tax cuts in 2018. When the bill passed, a lot of strategists said the members need to vote for this bill because this is the issue we're going to run on. And in fact, they're not running on it. Polls show that while the bill is more popular than it was when it was signed into law right before Christmas, it is still not totally popular. And people do see it as a giveaway to the rich and big companies. And also, a lot of companies got a lot of headlines for giving their employees like $1,000 bonuses around the holidays. But bonuses aren't pay increases. Another area when it comes to business, at least, is regulations. And this is an administration that has been very much in favor of deregulation. How is that helping uh, businesses and in turn helping uh, individual Americans? The macro economy is strong. People feel good. Unemployment is as low as it's been in, you know, basically 18 years. That said, sometimes there's unintended consequences of these policies. Overall, the economy is doing great. But regulation that was designed to help businesses, which was the rolling back of fuel emission standards, in one case is actually hurting workers in Youngstown, Ohio which was such a key part of the Trump's success in 2016, what we're seeing is that General Motors is actually shutting down a second shift to make the Chevy Cruze because the demand for compact cars has dropped off under Trump. You're talking about these unintended consequences, yet unemployment is at a record low, the economy is growing, consumer sentiment is high. Like there's a a very positive mood that's in the country right now. How much do you think that'll carry through into the election? Quite a lot. I think it's really notable that despite all the talk about the Russia investigation and what Bob Mueller is going to do and indictments and the drama and kind of the just the intrigue in Washington, Trump's approval rating is in the low to mid 40s because the economy is doing well. It's a reason that a lot of people who may be uncomfortable with some of his temperament and personality are willing to support him because they're feeling it. And even if the tax cuts aren't as popular as Republicans had hoped for, the reality is that this year, the vast majority of people are going to have a little bit more money in their paycheck. Interest rates are continuing to be really low, even though the Fed has increased them a little bit. The economy is kind of firing on all cylinders at this point. So when you look at the Trump administration, do you see how it will affect the economy long term? Can you look that far out and make a prediction? Well, that's the thing is so I think some of the policies that Trump is pursuing are going to give us short term growth at a long term expense. So the tax cuts, for example, are going to blow up the debt by more than one and a half trillion dollars over the next decade. Trillion plus dollar deficits are the new normal. And Someone is going to have to pay for that at some point. It's a kind of economically unusual to pour all this essentially stimulus into the economy when the economy is doing well, because at some point we're going to pay for the sugar high. It's like we're drinking a bunch of Mountain Dews. And right now we have the caffeine high, but we may regret it in the morning. James Homan is a national political correspondent for The Washington Post. James, thank you very much. My pleasure. I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 